There we go. Get going. Um, so, now, guys, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Carlos Tumavave. Good evening, Carlos. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, guys. There we go. So, uh, again, as always, a little bit nervous, but I'm sure you'll find Carlos. We're a, we're a fine bunch. We're an happy bunch, and you, you'll enjoy yourself off the back. Well, mate. So, um, as normal, for those who are new to Coffee Corner, welcome. Um, and uh, how it normally works, we spend about 40, 45 minutes, me and Carlos just having a bit of a natter about his rugby background, any stories he wants to tell us about his career so far. Um, and then at the end, sort of the last 10, 15 minutes, uh, we open up to you guys as fans and uh, you can feel free to put your, uh, your questions over to, to Carlos. Um, so, yeah, nice and easy, pal. Um, we'll start off, if that's all right, as I normally do, just talk about Carlos the junior, if that's okay. So what, what were you like as a, as a young man? And, and sort of how did you get into into playing rugby league? Yeah, um, it's probably a skinny little quiet kid, um, pretty shy. Um, but yeah, um, just love to be outside playing outdoors. Um, you know, I grew up with a big family, um, or mo of most of you know, but um, I come from a very big rugby league family. Um, you know, a lot of my uncles have played professionally, um, a lot of cousins as well. So um, I was just always around rugby league. Um, and, yeah, just growing up, you know, there was just always a footy ball in the backyard. And, um, yeah, and just wherever we went, we were just, you know, seemed to be playing rugby league. So um, I was kind of born into it. Um, and, yeah, I just I started playing at my age, probably around five years old. So, um, yeah, like I said, you know, just always been around the footy. And there uh, you yeah. You had your uncles and your cousins and things. Did, did you have a choice what you wanted to do, or we just sort of you wanted to do what they wanted to do? I don't know. Um, how to explain? Like probably rugby league. Um, you know, probably runs through my family's family's veins. Um, like you said, probably, I probably didn't have a choice. Grew <laughs> <laughs> up around it. Um, you know, I gave rugby union a crack, but um, yeah, I just didn't seem to like it as much as rugby league and. Um, yeah, I've just always had this love and, and this passion for rugby. Yeah. Brilliant. And so you grew up in, in New Zealand and you mentioned there that you, you tried a little bit of rugby union. Is it obviously the all blacks and the new and you know the you know that rugby union way is massive? Did that ever sort of tickle your fancy or you did did you just prefer league a little bit more? Yeah, don't get me wrong, watching uh, the all blacks and rugby stuff. Uh, you know, it's the number one sport in New Zealand is rugby union and um, you know, every kid you know dreams of playing for the All Blacks but um, you know in my case yeah that wasn't the case um, like I said you know I've always had this passion and this love for rugby league and I wanted to play for the you know the New Zealand Kiwis that, that's the um, New Zealand rugby league team yeah yeah I said you know growing up it's just always been rugby league and um, yeah I was fortunate to you know have the have my family around and, um, you know, those people to push me and you know, get to where I am today. So how did sort of your, your pathway start as, as a junior? Because obviously it's different. I know it's different sort of rules and things over there in, in New Zealand and, and in Australia. How did you sort of start getting scouted and things and you start to get your name on the map a little bit? Yeah, it probably wasn't until I turned about 13, 14. Um, Obviously, in New Zealand, you know, there's a lot of kids that play rugby league. And, um, 
you know the pool of the pool of talent is you know is enormous and um you know you got guys coming from australia you know all the nrl teams coming over to watch kids at the age of you know as young as 12 11 wow. years old wasn't until i was about probably 14 um I got scouted by the Canterbury Bulldogs, um, who were based in Australia at the time. And, um, you know, they gave me the opportunity to move over there when I was 15. Uh, obviously, I was pretty, you know, uh, tight family, you know. Um, yeah, I made the choice to move over there when I was 15 on my own. So that's when it all started. Well, what was that like for you to make that decision? Like I say, you've got a big family and you're close to your family. What were, how did that go down? Was there a few tears from mummy and things like that? It was, it was very tough. Uh, but they obviously knew that was uh, you know, my dream um, and my passion. And, um, you know, just growing up, you know, I was always in RL and, um, you know, to have my first crack at, um, on my pathway to it, um, yeah, they, you know, they're backed at 100%. Brilliant. So you moved over to Australia, so you were with the Bulldogs. Um, how long did you spend with the sort of Bulldogs and what what was that environment like for you going into that more professional environment? It was a big eye-opener. Um, obviously, imagine uh, a 15-year-old moving to another country on his own. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a big eye opener. Um, probably I didn't probably didn't have the support that I probably needed to to last over there. Um, well, long story short, you know I probably spent a year there. Uh, I did get homesick, um, yeah. and uh, another opportunity to come back to go back to New Zealand and play for the New Zealand Warriors juniors. And um, yeah, I went home for the summer and um, you know, I didn't go back to Australia. Um, that's how that all panned out. So yeah, <laughs> wow. So yeah, so you said you, you come back home uh, and you ended up with the the New Zealand Warriors. There were there any any big differences between sort of the Bulldogs and, and the Warriors junior setup? I think the most the most the yeah, big difference was just my family. Um, yeah. With the Warriors, you know, I got to live at home after training, go home to my family. So. That was a big difference. Um, yeah, just that support of my family and, um, you know, just having people to talk to and um, you know, just being around people that I loved and um, people that cared for me. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you come through the ranks, like I say, at New Zealand Warriors and some great players that come to mind from that from that team and sort of when you were coming through. Was there anybody who kind of took you under the wing a little bit and showed you the ropes um, or anything like that? Uh, um, probably not necessarily any players, but uh, definitely my stepfather. Um, he definitely helped me a lot. Um, you know, he played a bit, a uh, bit of rugby back in his day, so he kind of knew the ropes of everything. So um, he was definitely a big help for me. Um, you know, he was someone that I could, you know, go and talk to and um, yeah, just get advice all the time. Um, yeah, he was always there for me, and um, you know, I appreciate everything he's done for me so far. You made your NRL first team appearance there with the Warriors. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit of like how that come about? I'm always interested to find out how sort of people are told that they're going to be playing that week. Um, what was it like for you, sort of that that week building up, and where, how did you find out you were going to make your first appearance? Yeah, I didn't find out too late. 
found out a bit late in the week. Um, I think it was probably a Wednesday. Uh, and Brian McLennan was the coach at the time. He used to yeah. coach. At- yeah, we just finished having massage um, you know, at the end of the day. And he came out to me and he just said, you're making your debut this week. And I was probably about 19 years old at the time. So, yeah. So he came up to me and he just said, um, you'll be making your debut this week. Um, you'll be coming off the bench. Um, and yeah, he told me. Uh, I was a bit you know, speechless um, at first, but um, yeah, definitely excited and um, really nervous as well at the same time. Were there any sort of advice that he gave you or anything like that? Or would you just sort of go out there and do what you've normally, that you've done for, for years? Pretty much just in um just go out there and enjoy it. Um too much about it. Um, you know, you just said, you know, you've been you've been playing rugby your whole life. So, um you know you know what to do and um just go out there and, and enjoy it and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Brilliant. And obviously all your family there as well to to support and what what was it like for them knowing that you were pulling on that that jersey and that for the first time with a full of praise, full of support? Yeah, well, this is another bit of probably not a funny story, but so I told him I was debuting, but then my stepfather, um, his my my grandmother, she passed away, and they live in Samoa, um, and that they had to fly back to Samoa for a funeral. So oh wow, they didn't uh, didn't get to watch my debut. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, to, sorry about that, mate. Sorry to hear that. Watched on TV, so um, but it's still, it's still a, you know a dream come true of mine, and um, it's still something I can remember, you know, very clearly, clearly now. So yeah. No, good mate, good. Um, and you had a, a couple of good seasons at the Warriors and things, and you sort of your early days, you learned to trade a little bit, but then you got the opportunity to go to Newcastle. Is that right? Yeah, went, went over to the Newcastle Knights. Um, yeah, just my last few years at the Warriors. Um, you know, I was in and out of out of the NRL side. Um, I had a really bad run of injuries, uh, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I wasn't playing a lot, um, which probably affected me mentally. Um, yeah. Started hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know, to say I was probably about 20, 21. You know, probably, you know, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing, like partying, drinking and whatnot. But, you know, I guess, you know, all young people, you know, go yeah. through that. Yeah. I thought it was the best decision to um, go over to the Newcastle Knights. Um, I got uh, approached by Wayne Bennett. He was the coach at the time of the Knights. Um, he signed me to go over there. But then, unfortunately, I think he left to go back to Brisbane yeah. next season. So, um that kind of got off to a weird start, obviously going over there and um, joining the team and not being with the coach that um, signed me to join them. So um, it was a coach called Rick Stone at the time. Um, he signed me and um, yeah, he I, I went over as a centre, but the coach that took over wanted me to play in the halves. So I ended up going over there and playing in the halves where I probably didn't really settle. Um, you know, I probably tell everybody this, but I think my my position is centre. Yeah, uh, we enjoy playing the most. So, went over there and I did a preseason at six, and um, yeah, I just didn't really find my feet. And um, 
Yeah, I spent a year there, in and out of first grade again. Was you so I've you said there obviously when when Bennett signed you uh, originally. What sort of what did he say to you to persuade you to go over there? Was it just the opportunity of playing more more sort of NRL games or or what? Yeah, that was it. Um, and just the opportunity to be coached by Wayne Bennett. Obviously, there yeah, you know a lot of stories and um, of of how good a coach he is. And uh, yeah, I just thought it would be a good opportunity for myself. Like you said, he did say you know you can come over here, have a good preseason, and you'll have the same chance as everybody else to play NRL. So, um, like I said, that was to go over and play centre, but then the new coach took over and he wanted me to play in the half. So, yeah, um, yeah pretty, it didn't really work out, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason. It does. It does, mate. Come to hold the next season. So, <laughs> Well, that'll be my next question. So, um, did you have any other opportunities and why Hull? There we go. Yeah, well, I had I had a year left in my contract at Newcastle Knights. Um, you know, I didn't have to come to Hull FC. Um, but yeah, I got um, it was probably towards the the end of the season at, at Newcastle Knights. Um, I got a phone call from my agent um, saying it spoke to Motu Tony. Um, obviously, I knew who Motu Tony was. You know, from being a young Kiwi kid um, watching him play for the New. New Zealand Warriors, yeah, the New Zealand Kiwi. So I, I knew who Motu was, um, and yeah, he just said, um, "Hull have come in and they want you to go go over to England and um, play centre. Um, you know, there's an opportunity to play, um, you know, first first team footy week in week out, and um, you know, it'll be a little uh, a bit of security for yourself and um, your family. Um, at the time, my wife was expecting our first child, so um, wow, okay." Uh, played a big part as well, so um, yeah, that's how that that's how that um all happened. So we'll rewind, and you said obviously that when you were fifteen, you made the decision to leave home and go to Australia, and you know you missed your family, got homesick. Did sort of your experiences at that young age probably put you in good stead then for you move over to Hull? So you're not just going to another country close by; you're going to the other side of the world, away from everybody. What was your decision there? Then how did that sort of those experiences help you? Like I said, you know, a big part that probably played in it was probably my wife being pregnant. Um, and probably without her and my son, I probably wouldn't have probably made the move over here. To be honest, um, you know, especially if I had to come over here on my own, um, you know, bloody all the way on the other side of the world. Um, yeah, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have made the move. Um, I would have stayed at Newcastle and just seen my contract. But um, like I said, you know, things happen for a reason. And um, yeah, we made we made the decision to move um, to Hull. But like I said, it wasn't for my wife and my son. I wouldn't have made the move. So. Brilliant. And what were, did you get to speak to Motu before you come over? Did it, you know, what kind of things did he say to you to sell, sell the dream to you of East Yorkshire? Yeah, we kept in contact after that. Um, yeah, we had a few phone calls together. Um, I think Radders gave me a call the day after I signed or after I agreed to come over. He just explained, um, you know, what he wanted from me, um, his vision. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just just that he was going to back me 100% and he was going to give me time to, um, you know, find my feet and, um, you know, become a regular centre in his team. Okay. And what were your, 
what were your first impressions then of the of, of East Yorkshire? What were your first impressions of moving to Hull then? Did you, did, I, I'm just not to sound like a simpleton, did you know where Hull was? Have you heard, have you heard of Hull before? I had no idea about Hull. Uh, <laughs> but I watched a little bit of Super League, but um, back home you hear of teams and you only know about Leeds. Those are probably the two main teams you hear of. Oh, and the Bradford Bulls. Um, they had a lot of Kiwis in their team um, back in the day, so they were pretty big back home as well. So um, those are probably the only three teams I knew. I did a bit of um, bit of Googling, and um, yeah, we found out a bit about about Hull. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And can you remember sort of your first training session with us? What what it was like? Maybe your thoughts and feelings. You know, you're in a new team, the other side of the world. Did you know of anybody sort of already in the team? And I think we signed, I think we signed Frank Pritchard, didn't we, that year as well, with yourself? And, yeah, um, made a, um, we made a few big signings that year. I think there's about me, Mahe, uh, Sikamanu, uh, Frank Pritchard, and I think Tag and uh, Washi joined that same year as well. So um, there was a few of us that come in. Um, but yeah, my first training session, um, well, I was just, I just remember being jet lagged. Um, I got in the night before and I trained the next morning. Um, and yeah, obviously I come from summertime back in New Zealand and we got here and it was wintertime. So um, and I got here when it was dark and then I went to dark. So I was just still half asleep. But, um, but yeah, I remember it quite well. Motu Tony picked me up. Um, we drove to County Road and, um, yeah, met up with all the boys, um, uh, looked around the training facilities and, um, and yeah, they um, slowly fed me into training. Brilliant, brilliant. And obviously your first season, it were one of the most successful that the, the club's had in a long time uh, and, and you played a massive part in that yourself. Did you, yeah, did you expect to have the success that you did in your first year? Uh, to be honest, I didn't really set any expectations for myself. Um, I knew coming over, um, just to have the opportunity to play first team footy, um, that was just that was just big for me. Um, just to find my feet and um, just to feel like I belong to a team, and um, you know, to have someone like Radders, you know, fully back me and have the trust in me to you know, do a job for him. Um, you know, that just gave me heaps of confidence and. Um, that was probably the first time in my, you know, professional footy career to have someone like that. And, um, you know, I thank him so much for that. Um, but like you said, it was a successful year. Um, you know, I started the year at uh, centre, but um, obviously we had a few injuries and I ended up back in the halves. So, <laughs> uh, my position is centre and that's where I prefer to play. But, you know, I just you know, I had to get out of my comfort zone and do a job for the team. Um, and, yeah, I think I finished the year at six. Uh, for the last part of the year. So um, it wasn't too bad. Um, like you said, we had a bit of success. Um, they won a Challenge Cup final there and I think we got to the semi-final against Wigan. We lost mm. in the in the um, Super League. So, um, yeah, overall, pretty su- first successful year. What were you, so you just said there that you, you finished the year at six. You know, you were coming over as a centre and, and Radders had batch and give you the time. How did that conversation go that, we need you to do a job, Carlos. And what were you, what were your thoughts? Obviously, having a bit of a, a a bad experience before playing at Tips. Um, 
well, at first I thought I was just filling in there. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, my first few games I played all right. Um, I think Raiders was a bit surprising. I was like, oh, hold on, this this kid, this kid can play in the halves. So um, he kept me there. And then Leon Price at the time, he was the yeah. he, he held the number six shirt at the time. Um, Pricey and um, I think he had a bad knee at the time, and he was struggling with that. And um, yeah, he was just unable to play, and um, we didn't really have anybody else. So, so he chucked me back in there, and um, yeah, like I said, I was I thought I was filling in, and then I ended up staying there. So, um, but it's all good, you know. The team needed me to play there. I I put my hand up to do it. Nice, mate. Good, good. Um, and obviously, like you said, there we got the Challenge Cup win. Uh, down in Wembley, what were you? Can you remember sort of the well, maybe the week building up, what it was like for you? Um, like I said, you know, this young kid from from New Zealand and then playing at one of the you know one of the greatest stadiums in the world, really at Wembley. Um, what was that like for you and sort of that week and that day itself? It was pretty surreal, to be honest. Um, like you said, you know, a young kid from New Zealand. Um, you know, probably coming over, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and for that to happen in my first year, I think I was only 23 at the time. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, to go to Wembley, um, yeah, to be in a major grand final and uh, to win it, um, like I, it was pretty surreal. Um, I was lucky enough to have my mom and my brother fly over for that for that game. And um, oh, brilliant! They have other there, and also my wife and my son. That was big for me. Um, you know, the week was very really, really good. Um, you know, the build up was amazing. Um, yeah, like you said, just walking into Wembley, um, you know, the only time I saw that setting was on TV. So, um, yeah, to say I've been there and you know, played there played there twice, um, you know, it's something I can, you know, tell my kids when I get older. Yeah, class, mate. And then we roll into your second year in 2017. And again, club made some big signings again and probably two in particular in the same sort of position as you in, in Josh Griffin and, and Jake Connor who could play centre. Were, were there any conversations sort of with Rabs and the coaching staff about how it was going to work with you three or or, or how they slotted in with you? Um, not necessarily those two. Um, the bigger conversation was Albert Kelly. He signed that year. Um, right. and obviously, I was paying half at the time. Well, <laughs> uh, and Radis just had a call to me. He just said, hey, mate, um, uh, we've signed Albert Kelly. Um, we're going to move you back to the centres. Um, so that was the music to my ears, obviously. Um, so yeah, Albert come in, and I, I got pushed back to centre. Um, but then you mentioned Jake and Griff as well. Um, you know, two big signings. Um, but at the time, we didn't really mention Jake. Um, I think that's when Jake was still fitting around of where he wanted to play. He didn't really know position he wanted to play so um it was pretty much he just told me and Josh Griffin you know the center spots ours and um yeah it's just ours to lose and um have a good preseason and um yeah we went into the 2017 season um yeah pretty good yeah and again it were a really another strong year met the Challenge Cup final won the Challenge Cup final again should I say and probably one of the seasons it were like an early season for us as well um that time, second time round, was it sort of you knew what to expect, you knew what you were doing, and, and confident to win it, or was it same sort of thoughts and feelings as before, really, as the season before? 
Um, this one, yeah, 2017 was definitely a different season for me. Um, it's probably, pro today it's probably my most enjoyable season. Um, and when people ask me which Challenge Cup did I enjoy more out of the two, I'd probably say 2017. Just the fact that I was playing centre um, and I was just enjoying my footy a lot more. Um, and yeah, for some reason, I just enjoyed 2017 a lot more. Um, yeah, but like you said, going into the week, um, you know, we definitely knew what to expect. Um, you know, the nerves weren't as high as it was as the season before. So, um, yeah, it was a definitely a lot more relaxed going into that game than it was 2016. Nice. And then the couple of years, obviously, going after that, were a bit of, bit of up and down as a team. Um, sort of a bit of inconsistency, but in in 2020 you you got a great accolade. You were voted, you know, players player of the year, uh, the player of the year awards. What what did that mean to you? Sort of, you know, to get that award. You know, you you've been over sort of four seasons now, but what does it mean to you to be voted that that player? Yeah, well, 2000, 2018, 2019, well, look, a bit of a blur to be honest. Um, like you said, we didn't. We didn't play well at all. Um, and yeah, for some reason, it's just a bit of a blur to me. I just go straight back to 2016 and 17. And I can remember that quite clearly. Um, like you said last year, um, it's probably a year, year I always remember. Um, yeah. For the fact that on the field, off the field as well. Um, um, yeah, flipping out. To get the pair nominated, oh, to get the players play as well was you know, probably the biggest achievement of my career. Um, it's probably my, yeah, it is my first um, major award that I've received throughout my career. So it's, you know, show my kids my trophies when I get, when I'm an old man. So, yeah. Brilliant, mate. Great. And I, I want to move on a little bit, if that's okay, and look at this season because we're, obviously we're well into it now. Um, obviously, new coach. Um, there's a difference in the team. Um, you know, we've had we've had a couple of, of the guys on in you know these last few weeks. Swifty spoke well about um, the honesty sort of talk where he got you to stand up and talk about your background and things in front of the team and things. What what kind of things has Brett bought to this to you really to to the team and to yourself? Yeah, like. Like you just touched on there, what Swifty said, uh, just that connection um, between one another, um, you know, becoming a tight-knit group. And, um, yeah, like you said, just, you know, learning to open up to each other, um, being vulnerable. Um, and, yeah, like you said, trusting each other. Um, and I think that's shown on the field, definitely. Yeah. Um, we had one or two games where we had a bit, but... Um, you know, we're not going to win every game, let's be honest. Um, yeah, he's definitely coming and he's definitely bringing us a lot closer uh, than we have been. Um, and, yeah, he's made a big difference in our defence. Um, you know, he's come over here and, um, you know, taught us how to play tough, but at the same time, we're enjoying it as well. You know, we're enjoying defending for each other. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but, um, you know, guys are turning out for each other and, um, you know, covering each other's back. So, yeah. What was... What was the first thing he sort of said? Because so, obviously, when new coaches coming in and 
he is a young coach. He's, he's Brett. I know he's a, an ex-player and older player and some great success in the game as a player, but he's a young coach. What kind of things has he said and sort of stamped in that you thought, wow, OK, you know, this this bloke knows what he's doing sort of thing. He's got some good ideas here. Yeah, I, I think the fact that he played at the um, done that. Um, you know, he's not someone that's just, you know, coming and you know, told us to do something that we know because he's been there. And when he talks, you know, everybody listens and everybody buys into what he's saying. So um, I think the fact that he's an ex-player and um, you know, he's done it all, um, I think that plays a big part as well. Um, but yeah, just, you know, when he talks, everybody listens. Um, you know, everybody respects him a lot. And um, yeah, I probably don't think anything in particular um, that he probably has said, but um, yeah, he's quite a calm person. He doesn't really get angry. Um, I don't think he's given us a spray yet, so that's uh, what that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, nothing in particular with his words, but um, yeah, just what he's bringing and um, you know the culture he's trying to create um, within the team and the club is um, is enormous. Um, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Has he done anything sort of personally for your game as well? Has he, you know, has he done any one to one with you and said, you know, let's have a look at this and maybe add this to your game a little bit, or keep doing what you're doing, sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, after he just signed, I think I did an interview with the How Daily Mail and they asked me the same question: uh, What was I most looking forward to learning from Brett? And yeah. uh, obviously, seeing him play, I just I just first thought that he was going to come in and teach me all this attacking stuff and um, teach me all these new tricks, but um, it's been the opposite. Um, you know, he's come in and he's taught us a new defensive system. Um, to be honest, when he first come in and he taught us a system, you know, we were, personally, I wasn't comfortable with it, but, um, you know, we stuck it out over the preseason and, um, yeah, it's still not perfect, but we're definitely heading in the right direction, like I said. And um, yeah, he's definitely got a good system in place, and um, that's probably the probably the main main thing I've learnt off him is the new defensive system. Brilliant, brilliant. And obviously, you've you've signed uh, an extension, you signed a long term deal with us, so you must be happy over here. Um, and we t- we spoke briefly before as well, didn't we, about you being settled and things like that. What um, what goals have you sort of got yourself maybe for, for going forward for the rest of your time here in, in Hull? Um, yeah, like you said, I signed a, a probably a deal. Um, it'll probably take me into my early 30s. So, um, you know, I'm, de- I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity that Hull have given me. Um, you know, from the day I, you know, stepped foot off that plane um, back in 2016, um, the club have been nothing but great to me and my family. Um, and like you said, I, I would still wouldn't be here, you know, if I wasn't happy and um, if my family wasn't happy as well. So, um, you know, we're definitely happy here. We're definitely settled. And, um, yeah, we love the place. Um, can't get rid of me. So, um, yeah, um, some goals that I've set. Um, you know, I definitely want to, you know, win the Super League with this team. Um, you know, I don't think another Hull FC team has won the Super League, have they? No, no. See, that's mine. Um, you know, that's this year or in the next three years. You know, that's definitely a big goal of mine. 
uh, to lift that Super League trophy uh, with Hull FC. So um, that's probably the major goal. Um, then probably in the keep playing well for Hull. Um, I keep wearing that number three, three jersey with pride. Um, and um, yeah, just keep playing for the city. Nice. And World Cup this year, have you got any ambitions for that? For To, you know, stick your hand up for the World Cup year? I've definitely thought about it, but um, yeah, I'm not going to overthink too much about that and look too far ahead. Um, uh, I said earlier, you know, if the opportunity does come, you know, I'm willing to put my hand up, but um, first and foremost, I'm just going to focus on playing for Hull, um, playing for Hull and you know, if I'm playing well for Hull, you know, the opportunity might come. So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes at the end of the year. But, you know, they got a lot of talent uh, over in the, in the NRL at the moment. Um, they got a lot of Samoan players playing over there. So, um, it's definitely going to be hard to get into the team. But like I said, you know, the opportunity does come. I'm willing to put my hand up. Nice, mate. Nice. And last one from me, because we've got you're a popular bloke, mate. We've got quite a few on tonight, so I want to give the fans a chance to have a bit of a natter with you as well. Um, what's what's Carlos like away from rugby? Then, what do you like to do away from? Because you know you have a bit of downtime and and days off and things like that. What what do you like to do, mate? What's Carlos like away from the game? Um, well, I've got four kids now, so uh, <laughs> what I get up to on my on my days off. Uh, Wife had me and my wife had twins early January. Um, we've had our hands full with that. But I've got two other older boys, uh, one's five and three. So um, they're definitely busy. Uh, and yeah, I love them to death. And um, they probably get all my all my time away from footy. So um, yeah, got my hands full. Um, well, I say you get from. From what you said, from being a young kid and your massive family, it sounds like that you've got you you're very family orientated, mate. So so good on you. That's good, pal. Um, and I want to thank you again, Carlos, for giving up your time tonight. I really appreciate it. I know it is your uh, your day off today as well. So thanks very much for that, pal. Um, but if it's okay, I'm gonna because there is quite a few on tonight, so I'm gonna open it up to the uh, to the guys that are on the call with us, and I'll just go around one by one, Carlos, if that's all right, mate, and and let them ask you. Whatever they want to ask you, see what we've got. Uh, so I'll start. Let's have a look at uh, Sally. Uh, Sally, are you there, Sally? Hold on. Mute. I've done it. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, Good evening, Carlos. Nice to see you. Sorry I was late joining. Um, earlier on, we spoke to Josh Griffin and he was asked who did he think was the best centre in Super League. And he said you were. He was. You were the one he wouldn't want to play against. Who wouldn't you like to play against? Um, bloody hell! I don't. Probably the same. Um, you know, I I train against him every day, so um, yeah, it's not enjoyable. Uh, I mean, he's a big human, and um, you know, I definitely wouldn't like to tackle him. You know, running um, at full speed. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Griff. Um, he's definitely. Like, yeah, he's definitely one of the top centres. Um, you know, I think he'd be unlucky not to make the England team this year. So, um, if I had to pick another centre from another team, um, that's a tough one. Um, Oliver Gilda, he goes all right, he's quite quick. So, um, yeah, I have to keep an eye on him when I play him. Yeah, probably Oliver Gilda. Okay, good, thank you. Good luck for the weekend. Yeah, thank you very much.
Okay, bye. Cheers, Sally. Thank you. Uh, Sarah, evening, Sarah. Hi, Carlos. How are you? Hey, Sarah, are you doing all right? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Um, what's the game plan for Saturday? Because obviously last Friday against Saints was, in my opinion, really disappointing. So who do we need to target if we are to get to another Challenge Cup final? Yeah, it was very disappointing. Um, yeah, I think it would definitely be a lot better this week. Um, you know, playing in them last week, you know, we learned a lot. And um, yeah, I think going into the game, I think it was more to do with ourselves. Um, you know, we weren't switched on from the start. Um, definitely me individually. Um, but yeah, um, I, yeah, hopefully um, you'll see what the game plan is on um, Saturday. And hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> not giving too much away but then that's fine we'll hopefully um see what happens on the field thank you cheers thank you thanks sarah uh shane evening shane hey guys hey Carlos. um you seem to be a real calm well-natured fella even when you play your game you're silky smooth you know you just everything about you I see, I see you, and I probably a lot more so. You was maybe the um, team captain. Did you put your name in the hat, or because I, I think it suit you down to the. My opinion, I think it suit you down to the ground because you, you're a leader. People, I, I assume the lads team respect you. So to me, I mean, I'm not saying we've got bad captains, but I'd love to see you as a captain and see what you'll bring to it. So I'm just interested. Did you have a chance? No. I I haven't had that conversation with any of the coaches or any of the staff. Um, I think the closest I came was I was in the leadership group last year. Um, that was probably the closest um, I came to being in any kind of leadership role with the team. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not a conversation I've had with any of the staff. Um, definitely not Brett. Um, but in saying that, um, maybe down the line, you know, if the opportunity did come, come up, you know, it's definitely a conversation um, I'd definitely have, um, especially with me you know, getting almost 30 now. So um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Uh, Rachel. Good evening, Rachel. Evening, Rich. Are you all right? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Hi, Carlos. Are you all right? Have I not thinked? Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. Put my video back on now, sorry. Um, I've asked this for nearly everybody, to be honest, so I'm going to ask it again. What uh, Does the team spirit feel similar to 2016-17 um, and 17 going into this Challenge Cup semi-final? Because just, you just seem to all have an extra bit of bounce that seems to pull you through these games. Yeah, most definitely. We're definitely confident to win this game this weekend um, and hopefully go to the grand final. Uh, yeah, we're definitely a lot tighter, tighter group this year than what we have been in the last few years. And as you mentioned, you know, there is a feel about that 2000-2017 squad um, and just the vibe we have in training and, um, and just the playing at the moment. Uh, like I said, you know, we're a very tight-knit group at the moment. Um, yeah, but there's a strong connection at the moment for sure. Yeah, you can see it. It does. It does show. It does show through definitely. 
Yeah, so good luck on Saturday. Appreciate that so much. Thank you. And let's have another visit to those towers. Brilliant. Cheers, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Trevor. Good evening, Trevor. Evening. Are you all right? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Hiya, Carlos. Buddy. Um, I was thinking Shane said something very similar, and I always think when I'm watching you, you seem to have a lot of time on the ball. Are you aware of that, that you don't just look like a bash and crash player? You look like your brain is working really quickly and you have a load of time on the ball. Are you, are you conscious of that sort of microsecond stuff? Um, definitely doesn't feel like that when I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mentioned that. Um, obviously, yeah, someone's mentioned that before um, when I played back in the NRL. Uh, I'm not too sure why it looks like that because it definitely doesn't feel like that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely doesn't feel like that, to be honest. And... One other thing that strikes me is you often seem to get overlooked when people talk about the best centres in the game when they're not when they're looking at the whole Super League. Do you take much consideration about that? Do you feel a bit overlooked sometimes, or are you happy to go under the radar? Um, I'm definitely not happy with it, but. Um... The good thing about that, you know, it keeps me motivated. Um, and it keeps my feet grounded, and um, it keeps me, you know, keeps me keeps me training hard. If that makes sense. Um, and it just gives me that drive to be better every day, and um, you know, not not take my foot off the pedal. So, um, yeah, you know, I'd like to um, get a more appreciation and um, a bit a bit more recognition. But um, I definitely feel the love from all the whole supporters. Um, like I said, you know, as long as my teammates are happy with the way I'm playing, as long as everybody involved with Hull FC is happy with the way I'm playing, um, I guess that's all that matters. Well, good luck on Saturday. It'll be the first semi-final since 1980 that I haven't been able to get a ticket for. So I'll be watching on telly, mate. Do us proud. Ticket. <laughs> Cheers, Trevor. Cheers, Trevor. Thank you. Uh, I've got Mike next. Is Mike there? Yeah, just struggling with my mood. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Not too bad. Thanks very much. Hi, Callas. All right. Now, I, I watch your your players. I mean, uh, your your style of playing to me is superb. And one of the things I look for is, is these guys who uh, can. Uh, stop the scoring and the one against uh, Tom Briscoe sorry about that for Leeds supporters uh, but that that to me was phenomenal you know you, you've done loads of different things I love the way you play I love the way uh, you, you know you, you look at what's happening and you've got a really good knowledge of it but that to me was uh, the best of your latest how do you feel about doing things like that? Yeah, Mike, I appreciate your words, mate. Um, but yeah, um, Tom Briscoe, um, yeah, that happened quite fast, to be honest. Um, 
I don't know why, but for some reason he took an extra role and that gave me the opportunity to get on top of him and um, hold the ball up. Um, that's how, I, don't know, I don't know if I could say I was lucky, but um, yeah, he definitely helped me. Um, well, he definitely didn't help himself uh, in scoring that try. So um, yeah, it's just it's something I'll definitely look back on and um, probably def- definitely is probably a highlight um, of my career of how so far. Good, good. All the best for the weekend, mate. Yes, Mike. Appreciate it, mate. Hi, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Uh, next up, I've got Tracy. Are you there, Tracy? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. There we go. <laughs> hey, Tracy. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm not bad. Um, hi, Carlos. I ain't got a question. I'd just like to wish you good luck for Saturday. See you there. Cheers, Tracy. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Okay, take care. Cheers, bye. Bye. Thanks, Tracy. And uh, last but not least, I've got Lisa. But Lisa, I know she's a little bit busy, so she's just listening in anyway, Carlos. But I know she sends, sends the best of luck for this week anyway. Oh. Yes. Cheers, mate. Um, I've probably got one for you, mate, and I don't normally do this because I normally do only speaking beforehand. But um, it will really, if if you could see anybody, any signing for Hull FC for the future, who would you like to see at Hull FC and why? For the future, um, probably a big, big nut prop in our. Bloody hell. There's a few going around at the moment. Um, bloody hell. Maybe like a Payne Hass or someone. Um, I feel like he's someone that probably could strengthen our pack and um, make us a real force um, to be reckoned with. Um, so definitely a big, nasty prop. Um, I feel like that's probably something we need in the near future. So um, fingers crossed. Um, you know, Clarky and Hodjo can um, work some magic. <laughs> be a nice one, that actually getting nasty. It won't be a, it won't be a bad one, that one at all. Um, Jared Warrior Hargraves or someone like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking at everybody's faces just light up there. I think Shane, Shane, would, there's a massive light bulb on top of his head there. He's gone for it. So I have all thumbs up. Here we go. <laughs> all thumbs up. Um, we finished a little bit early tonight, but Carlos, I want to say a big thank you for your time this evening, pal. I really appreciate it. Oh, Bonchino, sorry, have you got a question, pal? Yeah, sorry, I didn't want to argue. It was just a, it's a dead simple question, and it might be a bit unfair to ask him. Does he think? We, do you think we've seen the best of Grub yet? I mean, there's a lot of um, fans. I mean, you hear you hear on social media, everybody's a coach, aren't they? But they're saying he's not doing this, he's not doing that, and predominantly a lot of them haven't played the game, but. Um, do you think we've seen the best of him yet, or is there a lot more to come? No, um, no definitely not. I don't think um, we've seen glimpses of, of, of what he can do, but um, yeah, I think just being in and out with injury um, so early on, um, yeah, I definitely think he's still finding his feet. Um, you know, just to think, you know, he's moved over here on his own. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not, not saying that's the case, but you know, you know, homesickness and stuff like that. You know, just settling into a new home. Um, you know, it can be quite challenging. Um, you know, I've, I've experienced that myself. Um, 
you know, I've, I'm lucky, you know, I've had my wife and my kids here with me to support me. So, um, no, I definitely don't think we've seen the best best of Josh Reynolds. Um, there's a lot more to come from him. Um, you know, I can say he definitely works hard at training. Um, he trains the house down. So, um, yeah, it, hopefully there's a lot more to come from him. So, yeah. Cheers, pal. Good question. <laughs> Cheers, Shane. Thanks, pal. Um, right, mate. As I was saying, thank you very much for your time, mate. I really appreciate it tonight. Um, and a big thanks to everybody for coming on as well again. Uh, thank you. Um, and again, just to echo Carlos, everybody's words, good luck this weekend, mate. Well, we can do it if we, if we can get there again. It'd be brilliant. Cheers, buddy. Uh, guys, I look forward to seeing you all next week, where our guest next week is an unknown. And I will leave you with that for this week. <laughs> unknown. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> uh, but have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy the sunshine finally. Um, and yeah, I'll see you the same time next Wednesday evening. So thanks again, Carlos. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks both of you. Thank see you. Cheers, Carlos. Bye. Good luck.